Hazard. Hey, Kelly. Welcome to Sex Time. Welcome to Sex Time, everyone. We haven't really talked much in the last couple of days. It's true. It's been busy. Well, I don't know what you've been doing. I've just been doing normal things. I've been off work, but I have been doing some stuff. Um, I'm working on getting basically a very delayed spring cleaning done. So I've been going through a lot of things and getting stuff sorted for Goodwill or whatever. Um, So I'm in the process also of setting my house up for summer. So that means like getting blackout curtains and setting up my air conditioner and those sorts of things. Blackout curtains. It's after the solstice. That's afternoon sun is still afternoon sun though. Well, I've just been working. Yeah. The good news about this podcast is we're recording it two days after we recorded the last podcast, so there hasn't been time for any new horrible thing to happen. Just the same horrible things that have been happening. That's the spirit. Um, Mosquitoes have rediscovered a love for me, and I keep finding new bites on myself every time I turn around, so... That's been fun. Um, I also forgot what day it was and left someone a message thinking today was Thursday when it's Friday. Um, and it was a person I work with. And uh, that was awkward. And I'm embarrassed. I'm going to die now. Who was it? It was somebody or conducting some interviews this week. And um, it was somebody who was in an interview yesterday and um, was asking about one of the forms that they were requested to complete. And I was like, oh, it'll be in the room when you get there. Uh, not remembering that that was all yesterday. Um, so I backpedaled as much as I could. And then I just felt embarrassment for about six hours. And now I don't care anymore. Yeah. When I have time off, I usually go away to the forest. Mm-hmm. So I can't respond to any work stuff. Yeah, I guess this wouldn't have been as bad if I had remembered to put an out-of-office message on my voicemail as well as my email. But uh, it's kind of on me for not doing that because um, they're none the wiser. Anyway, it's whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not going to get fired for this. Nope. As I found out, there are only a few people who can fire you. And it kind of takes a lot to get fired. Maybe for you. I'm on probation for another month. Okay, well, I did my nickel, so I'm out. And uh, if this was my probationary period, I might be more nervous. That's true. I wouldn't be (laughs) because (laughs) I feel people are actively trying to make me not work there anymore. And I'm still in the probationary period. Well, um, we're fixing it. We're fixing it. Yeah, it's just every day. Every day is a new thing. Laying in wait to set me up or discourage me. And it works. I'm very discouraged. Well, at the end of this month, in a completely different setting. And nobody's going to do that to you there. Yeah, everybody seems pretty nice. They are. Makes me, makes me wonder what they're going to do to me when nobody's looking. Anything. No, God, no. I'm not lying to you. This is a good group. We'll see. I promise. We'll see. Okay. I mean, reserve judgment and all, but I feel pretty confident that you're going to have a much more um, pleasant experience at work after the end of July. We'll see. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Not saying you're wrong. I'm saying we'll see. No, I mean, that's Like, months ago, I came into this, and I was like, oh, this is great. This is something that I can can hack it. I can't. But we didn't know the extent to which it was going to be like it was until you got there. But I've been in the place that you're going for several months now. So I can speak from personal experience that this is going to be a very different place for you. And so. I have been in the place that you're going for several months now, and I am worried about everything. 
That's okay. I am um, mostly numb to everything. So you say that. You say that. You say that. I believe it. You believe it when you say it. So we're um, we're off to a cheerful start. It's definitely not ominous or anything. Yeah, we'll see. This is all being recorded, so somebody, not me, can go back and listen to it in three months when we're talking about the fallout. Okay. I mean, it could go really well. That's what we're all... Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe it'll just go really well. You don't need to laugh when you say it. It could go really well. Yeah. How is your maybe? Of- maybe if you believe... Let's all believe. Mm-hmm. Go really well. No, see, the only thing that I believe my um, input matters towards is soccer. That's the only thing that um, my hope, hopes and dreams and wishes have any tangible impact on our soccer. So I'm going to hope it goes well at work, but I know that all of my witchcraft has been focused on soccer and I've used it all up. So I don't have anything left for work. Seems like you're uh, not sharing too much of that love with the thorns. I have been very honest that I like the thorns, but I love the timbers. And I was in Seattle last weekend and I watched both teams, you know, trying to win against their rivals. And I was watching the thorns game and I thought to myself, my God, I just wish I loved the thorns as much as I wish, uh, as I love the timbers. But I, but it's, it's different. I don't know why it's so different, but it's different. We all know. Is it because I'm a misogynist? Yes. Yep, that's it. It's because I hate women. Mm-hmm. Yep, you outed me. Anyway, how was your 4th of July? It was fine. Played apples to apples. That's fun. Over at Julie's. Good. Walked around, comforted pets. Does Julie listen? Oh, no, I don't think so. Ah, well, get her listening so we can give her shouts out. Well, her her daughter might listen. She's the one that does the movies. Oh? Yes, the movies in which I'm a star. Is her daughter over or under 18? Over by a year. Okay, good. So we don't have to feel weird about her listening to some of the topics we've discussed. No. Um, So we we posted the last movie. And I just got a script for the next movie. It's Mm -hmm. a spy caper. It's going to be really great. Awesome. You should let her know that if she's um, short on anybody to fill out the cast that we could probably make it work that I could participate if she she would like that yeah she probably would um you'd pretty much need to block out an entire day yeah that's good I should do more social stuff I oh it's do... not social but it's, you stand it's... there and you say what you're being told to say and you say it 20 different times because she has one camera and every single scene is not a single take. It's just cobbled together from many different seconds of many different takes. Mm -hmm. So you just say, saw a garter snake once. Saw a garter snake once. I think I saw a garter snake once. 20 times while the mosquitoes bite you. Well, what I mean by doing more social stuff is that I have been um, interested in doing things with people I don't work with. And um, I've been trying to make friends with my fellow soccer fans, but it doesn't really seem to, to work too well. So if there's any possibility at all, if I, you know, meet a person who I am not related to and don't work with that I might be able to hang out with, that would probably be good for me. I'll let her know. <laughs> let her know I need this. Um, I just texted her and she said that we're full. Well, that's okay. I didn't need to need it to be this time. 
but she's going to continue doing films, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe in the future. Yeah, she's got a web series planned uh, that she just needs voice actors for. Ooh. Does she want a girl with um, a lisp? Because I'm available. Uh, I don't hear your lisp. Nobody has ever mentioned it to me. I don't think she'd care. And can't you do, like, other voices? Well, you constantly tell me that I sound uh, unflattering and you mock me to my face. So I can at least do those ones without thinking about it. Yeah, maybe she needs a character just like that. Every show must have a villain. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my best friend. I guess. You guess you're my best friend? (laughs) Somebody at work was like, well, gosh, you sure are different. It's funny how you get along so well. Oh, no, we fight all the time. But I think what's different about the way that we fight and like how true enemies fight is that uh, it's uh, temporary and then we go back to you know our stasis which is not fighting pretty quickly yeah if we were actual enemies or nemeses I'd just ignore you yeah we have fun yeah it's fun We have, no, like, we do fun things. Like, we go pick blueberries, and... We missed blueberry season this year. I think it's still happening right now. Is it? If we went, like, in the next weekend or two, I think we'd still hit it. We can try to go on Sunday after the zoo, maybe. Oh, yeah. I need to... We need to talk about that. Let's take that offline. I'm going to the zoo. Okay, but I mean, like, scheduling this, they don't need to know the schedule. All five people who listen to this don't need to know the schedule. Right. And by the time this airs, we'll have already gone to the zoo or not. And we can report back on blueby season. Fair enough. So, the, the purpose of why we're even talking to each other right now is still discussing these television shows. No. And with that, I think it's time we talked about Sex in the City. No. This is season two, episode four. They shoot single people, don't they? No. Are you just are you gonna have anything to contribute under other than like despair? No. Mm-hmm. Um so the the main thesis of this episode is how um for like one genuine moment all of the girls are single at the same time and they're all happy being single at the same time. And they have some, like, tequila shots at a salsa club. And they are just like, yes, we are great and it's fine and we're all single. And then slowly, um, everyone starts to, um, you know, realize they're not totally fine being single, which is fine. Uh, And they start seeing people. um, And it becomes aware that they are compromising some things about themselves or about what they want in order to um, date. Um, Most notably, Miranda is faking orgasms because um, she's trying to, like, I guess, salvage the ego of the guy that she's seeing. Um, Samantha has been seeing a guy who owns some salsa clubs, and he starts talking about we this and we that, and we're going to go to the Hamptons this summer. And Samantha is not a person who really does the we thing. So that's not something she would typically be down with, but she kind of lets it happen because she likes this guy. Um, those, those sorts of things. Charlotte has a guy who uh, she knows who like comes around and does all the guy stuff in her house, like hooking up a VCR, which uh, is not complicated and is not gendered. Just FYI, you can, that's a VCR if you're a woman. Fuck is a VCR. Huh? Fuck is a VCR. Yeah, I know. You should know what a VCR is. I know what a VCR is, but... I installed my own internet in my house. I don't need no man. Me too. (laughs) So, um, and he is an aspiring actor, and he says that he's thinking about moving to Salt Lake City to be on a Christian soap opera. Whatever that is. (laughs) Um, and the thought of him leaving um, puts her at a point of desperation. She makes a move on him, which goes well. And then Carrie um, is very irresponsible 
and basically sleeps through a photo shoot that she needs to be at for a magazine that she's doing. And she stayed up until dawn getting drunk and they're supposed to be our age. Can you imagine? I was out till one thirty on 4th of July. Did you so die? The 5th of July. Well, I drove home very, very cautiously because I was like, I'm so tired. And I went to bed and I put on a podcast like I do. And I don't even remember even the first word of the podcast. I had to listen to the whole episode over again because I was out so immediately because I was so tired. Yes, I cannot imagine being up till dawn. I've not pulled an all-nighter since I was in my very early 20s. But she shows up at this photo shoot and they're just doing some test photos and she's like wearing what she was wearing the night before and smoking cigarettes and she looks just haggard. And um, the, the theme of the magazine she was doing was supposed to be single and fabulous exclamation point. But instead they take one of her test shots where she's looking like totally run down, holding a cigarette and the, um, the text over the copy is single and fabulous question mark and she's like appalled so that's she goes kind of on a like semi-existential crisis for like four minutes about it Mm -hmm. because everything is all connected and everything is all neatly tied up within a week on this show every time yeah she goes speed walking and chain smoking Mm -hmm. and she um, decides she can just have lunch without pretending that someone else might be coming or reading a book and not worry about what other people are thinking of her. Which is so brave. I mean, why would you go have lunch somewhere with no book? And this is before Pokemon, so... Right? Like We're never phone alone. Pokemon. We're never alone with smartphones now. Mm-hmm. So, Badger? I went backpacking you know like a month ago and I you know I couldn't communicate with anybody because there's no service I fell asleep at seven that sounds awesome to be honest it was very light out uh I laid down and it's like I'm just going to read and relax for a little while and uh, the last thing I remember is the book just hitting my face. <laughs> last night, I um, was supposed to clean litter boxes and stuff in, in the evening. But I thought, oh, just after this episode of Mad Men, and I got all comfortable. And before I knew it, I was waking up and it was 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to bed proper. And then I slept until around 9 a.m. And I checked... Um, Fitbit for when I fell asleep and aside from the transition point from waking up on the couch and going to bed I was asleep from basically nine to nine last night (laughs) which I guess I needed but it led to some of my disorientation today but I can't imagine like not prioritizing sleep at all Mm -hmm. especially like the night before you're supposed to be doing a photo shoot well, she does try to leave the bar. She says, I got to cut it off. I got to go home. I have a photo shoot tomorrow. And they're like, no, no, one more drink. And then one more drink turned into like, how many did she say? Like eight or something? Something dangerous. They were all, and they were like tequila shots. She's, that's questionable. That's, really? What? Someone on this show is doing something questionable. I'm just pointing out one specific questionable behavior out of many. Everything's questionable. Everything's horrible. This episode is boring. Did Nobody not... did anything that I liked. Did what? you not like at least a little bit that like Carrie got kind of publicly shamed? No, I don't like, care. You don't care? You didn't take any, like, schadenfreude out of it? I mean, I don't put on makeup. Yeah, but you also don't, like, show up to things where you're supposed to look decent and look deliberately haggard. 
Not deliberately. If you knew that you, like, let's say the films that you do, um, and not saying that you would do this, but if you had, like, stayed up the entire night before and then showed up and looked just totally run down, it would be kind of, like, funny if that's the public presence that you got. Yeah, that would be funny. I don't know. I just kind of liked that they deflated her ego a little bit. Yeah. I guess that's nice, but she's so shitty. It doesn't feel like a a punch-up moment for me. Hmm. It's only funny to make fun of someone if you're punching up. Well, yeah. Like, if if you think they're in a overall a more advantageous place than you, then it's fun. There's actually something I I can't show you yet because there's too many spoilers for what's coming ahead. But somebody analyzed um, Carrie's most probable income and expenditures ratio, and they've estimated that she, throughout the series, accumulates a million dollars worth of debt. Because, <laughs> like, she could be making at this point in time about four grand a month because she probably gets paid a grand per column and a column is weekly um but her rent on a place that she lives in on the uh, upper east side would be about twenty eight hundred dollars a month so that leaves twelve hundred for literally everything else that she does and the shoes that she buys the meals that she eats the taxis she takes just would burn through that Mm -hmm. at an exceptional rate so it's just nice to know <laughs> nice to know. Um, was there anything at all? You said you didn't like anything from this episode? No. It was bland and bad. Well, you think all of them are. Sometimes Cynthia Nixon does something that I like. Well, what did you think about her storyline with the um, I've been faking orgasms with this guy and now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not and, like, let him know that, like, he is not doing the thing for me. I mean, I guess it's nice that she tried. He really gave it a good effort, right? Yeah, he did. And he is the only man in New York in the 90s with chest hair. Is he? Apparently. Who else has had chest hair? All these other men have been so hairless. I have not paid attention to that. I hated well, his glasses. That's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Paying attention in chest hair. Uh-huh. Um, the guy that Carrie, like, hooks up with at Stanford's party, and then um, she gets into his car. Did you recognize who that was? Uh, Adrian Brody. No, it's Bradley Cooper. He plays the raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The raccoon's name is Rocket. Yes, I know. Um, I almost said Rocket, but I was really bringing it down for everybody. Um, <laughs> so I actually was like, oh, Bradley Cooper. I don't remember him having a plot in this show. And I was really expecting that he was going to get introduced and like be a thing. Um, because there's some other characters that are a little more, um, the actors who are a little more prominent that stay um, throughout multiple episodes, but I think this is just a one-off for him. Hmm. They did have Ozzy playing. That that was the opening. That was the band they were dancing to at the salsa club. Was oh Ozzy Malti? I was wondering if that was someone um, like important because they actually showed who they were, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, not white people. Yeah. I saw them and I was like, oh shit, it's Ozzy I actually saw them in 1998. Whoa. Is there a good story behind that? No, just fans warped tour. Ah. I also saw the Deftones and MXPX. And less than Jake. I saw the Deftones quite a bit in my youth. I was a big fan. Not a huge fan of the Deftones, me. Well, you have the right to be wrong. There you go. <laughs> um, 
Anything to say about Charlotte's storyline or Samantha's storyline? No. They all have the same storyline. That's the point of this show. They're all the same. They're like princess princess. We're going to be talking about this for a long time. Well, this was a bad episode. They didn't have any variation in their in their plots. What did you think about Samantha's storyline where she got stood up at the restaurant and then she lets the Pakistani busboy kiss her? How did you feel about that? Uh, I felt like it was weird that she had to name the his country of origin. Uh-huh. And uh, this is... This is the one person she will not take home in a moment of desperation. Right? And she has been with characters who are not white. The guy she was seeing was, I presume, some sort of Latin background. Like Cuban or something along those lines. But they uh, made a point of mentioning that this guy was apparently Pakistani. Which, like, how would you just know that? Well, possibly the, I mean, the guy who was maybe presenting as uh, partially Latin, uh, Latino, maybe. I thought he presented as white. Uh, He's coded as as being very wealthy. Mm -hmm. So maybe it wasn't uh, an ethnicity issue as much as it was an economic issue. Class. Yeah. And then Charlotte pretends to be sad that the actor guy is going to leave for Utah. Yep. This was just a Mad Libs of like insert uh, a guy and change one adjective in the plot. Well, let's let's take it outside of the context of the show and just talk about how people um, change in order to get a partner or keep a partner and maybe compromise some of their likes and their wants in order to do so. I think that is a real thing that happens. That's true. And um, at a certain point, you either have to revealed that it was not the case that you like you don't like the band that they like as much as they do or whatever or you just have to keep keep the lie going forever well these all four of them were like very conscious of of the lie they were telling themselves i think you can there are people who will get so wrapped up in somebody else's personality and like that they for a while really believe that they uh, like horse polo or Ethiopian food. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that I could think of. That might be someone's interest out of all the things in the world. Yeah, board games. Sure. I sense you want to move on. I mean, you you name stuff. Bands? Yeah. I mean, I have been guilty of doing this myself. Yeah, I mean, you met your now ex through a musical podcast. Yes. I never listened to it, but I imagine that it was okay. The podcast was good. Um, but the, I wasn't feigning interest in the podcast. But I did feign interest in bands and stuff throughout the like early part of that relationship. And I don't like that about myself. I don't like that when I um, start dating someone that I'm so eager to please that I do, um, you know, go to movies I wouldn't otherwise go to or go to concerts I wouldn't otherwise go to. I don't want to pretend anymore. And I know that I do that when I date. So it's part of the reason I don't date anymore is because I just want to live like, I just want to live like I want to live. I will admit to, I'm not disinterested in it, but I, I did display a peaked interest in ancient Rome when I was 
seducing Jordan. Is Jordan into ancient Rome? He's so into ancient Rome. How did I not know this? I don't know. That is really funny. I wouldn't have thought that. I don't yeah. know what I would have thought he was interested in. I assume just the same stuff you're interested in because he like would go backpacking with you. Yeah. I also thought that he was interested in backpacking. They fooled me every time. Every time. They say that they like hiking. They don't. They don't care about it that much. They won't do it if I don't make them. That's they why just, I backpack alone. They just wanted you to like them so much. Yeah. And then they gave up. And now I backpack alone. But you're fine backpacking alone. I am. And you've also got a substitute outside boyfriend who goes on hikes with you. It's true. It's Julie's husband. I do a lot of different things with her family. <laughs> and all of it is totally kosher. Uh-huh. And no one's telling anybody any lies. It's true. That's good. I think that it's fine that sometimes you um, at least give give um, a new partner, like, give a, give a shot to something that they're interested in. I think that's a very strong reason why I'm so into soccer right now is I didn't really even, I mean, I lived really close to the park. I lived really close to the stadium. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's cool. Like, this is clearly, like, super popular. But I didn't really, like, get into it until I was with my ex. And then um, I just stayed into it. And sometimes, you know, you broaden your horizons when you date somebody. But um, if you lie about what you like, you, you give something a try and you're like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Let's keep going to that band's shows. You end up fucking driving to Boise for an overnight trip to go to a concert you didn't want to go to, which I did. And I didn't like it. Jordan and I both really like the mountain goats. Well, good. If you both genuinely like it, no one is, you know, I know you, you genuinely do. I don't, I mean, I can't speak to Jordan, but you know, if you both really enjoy it, then no one's compromising anything. Nope. So I guess hiking didn't last, but the mountain goats are forever. As long as everyone's just being open with each other. Yep. And I I wasn't really, I never wanted to adopt a mouse, but Jordan needed a mouse. And now I I really like our mouse. Well, you love all animals. It's true. Mice are stinky. (sighs) Okay. I think we can move on now. Unless there's anything else you'd like to say. Uh, just that mice are stinky, but they're really nice. I meant about the show. Oh, Sex in the City? Yeah. No, I, there wasn't even anything to really be particularly appalled by. Yeah. It's really a D minus episode. In a world full of C minus episodes. Yeah. Take it down a notch. They did. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Adventure Time. And we'll start with uh, Season 2, Episode 5, Storytelling. You want to summarize this one? This one was fun and weird. Weird. Very weird. <laughs> it was so like, weird. Questionably, <laughs> like, like disturbing. Yeah. Are you talking about Boba Fina? I'm, yeah. Yeah. And the forced kiss thing. Yeah. Let's, so go ahead. Talk about this. What's going on in this show? Uh, Jake's sick. He needs a story to make him better, a real story with action, romance, and suspense, and a happy ending. So Finn goes out to the forest to try to get a story with all of those things to, like, live and manufacture this story that he can tell Jake so that Jake will be better. And he first he tries to look for romance, and he lifts up this rock, and these ants are... One of them's crying. They're both just sitting there. There's they talk in like a blah, 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 blah. so he yes. doesn't know what's happening. He just puts the rock back. <laughs> and I actually took a video of the Netflix screen and sent it to uh, Kate because I thought it was so cute when he he looked into the the bowl of the tree and there were With two the squirrels, squirrels sleeping. <laughs> Are y'all kissing in there? <laughs> and they went. Wah, 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 wah. 
and knock into each other and fall over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, he really needs to for some romance to happen. So he he sees Mr. Fox and Bubafina, who is a goose, and asks if he can watch them kiss. And they're like, you're a weirdo. And you're then sick. he proves it. It's really, it's for his friend Jake, and he eats dirt to prove that he would do anything for Jake. And they they start to walk off, and he grabs these two animals and, like, forces their beak snouts to touch. And then they, everyone is appalled at this, like, physical and social violation. They're, like, traumatized. Yeah, Bubafina runs off. She's she's secretly in love with Mr. Goose this whole time, and now he won't take her because she's impure. She's she's like, unclean. Taint- she's tainted. <laughs> yeah. So disturbing. And Mr. Fox really did love Bubafina, and he wanted to kiss her, but it had to happen organically. Yeah. So Finn's not off to a good start. And then he he decides to go look for for action. So he asks this juvenile bear if the bear wants to fight and the bear does want to fight. And his mom shows up and spanks him on the face for fighting. I think what has been do he pushes him or he kicks him or something, the bear falls down. The juvenile. And the, the the mother bear is like, you've killed him, and now he's dead. And the, the juvenile bear's like, no, I'm fine. And Finn says, I'm, he's not dead. I'm sorry, though, that you think he's dead. <laughs> um, and, um, and then I think Finn goes to the nest of the baby birds next. Mm-hmm. Where he has a vision of how things will play out if he, what is he? gonna do to them he's holding a rock like oh, he's going to squish yes. the birds and he he visualizes doing that and the birds all like drop dead out of the nest and then the mother bird comes back and is distressed and he's like i can't i can't get involved anymore yeah i i don't want to hurt animals but i really got to get the story for jake um and then all of the the forest dwellers are like fed the fuck up with finn and so they all pounce on him um, out of retaliation for his meddling. Uh, then he he gets put in a cage and the forest creatures begin this um, sort of eldritch chant. And he's going to be lowered into a, a glowing pit for his crimes against the forest. Then he's just thinking about how he's going to die and Jake's not even needed his story. And he has this outburst about how the, the people of the forest need to need to start living their own lives. Like, mama bears shouldn't smack baby bears on the face and baby bears shouldn't go around looking for fights. And he, he gets Boobafina and Mr. Goose together. Mm-hmm. Tells the fox to get over it. She's not into him. And then um, there's the cow who has a bag tied around her udder. And he's like, you live in the forest. Everything's beautiful. Take that bag off. And then she does. There's like <laughs> and, a sentient tumor on her stomach. It's not even an udder. It's not an udder. It's a, it's a thing. And everyone's like, disgusting. And I might pull the audio from that and put it in the podcast because it was pretty funny. Like, put that bag back on. And she put the bag back and she's sad and all the yeah. forest creatures go, hooray! <laughs> <laughs> so he gets back and tells Jake the story and the story fixes Jake. Jake gets all stretched out and then Finn's been running around so much that it, it turns out that he's sick. And he falls asleep before Jake can tell him a story. So, while this episode, I think, was was cute and had some very, very, like, funny one-liners, it was, like, the whole forcing Boobafina to kiss Mr. Fox was really, like, uncool. It was so weird and uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, if you have not watched the episode yet, listener on one of you he's like 
forcing their heads together. Yeah. They do not want this. He is not even really into it. He's like his face is all red and he looks horrified. Everyone's horrified. Mm -hmm. He's just he he has to fix Jake. This is all he can think of to do. Unfortunately, that's all he can think of to do. Um I I didn't love that part. No, because it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It is. But I you really know, appreciate how it's so uncomfortable. Do you know, it was a little bit like when um, in 30 Rock, Jack and Liz are trying to um, convince Kathy Geist <laughs> to, to do something. And they kind of play out the dynamics of a soap opera. Mm-hmm. And she's like, kiss, kiss kiss and they like force themselves to and they're both just like recoiling but they like do it <laughs> that's funny because it was adults uh-huh and they knew what they were doing this is a this isn't weird and uncomfortable yeah it's totally weird and uncomfortable it's like uh it's like when the aliens made kirk and uhura kiss that was uncomfortable that, that was this... way more uncomfortable. Is that in the second movie? Uh, it's from the original series. It was the first interracial kiss on television. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't watch Star Trek like you do. I mean, it's pretty famous first interracial I kiss. Knew on... the, I knew the first interracial kiss was Star Trek. I didn't know it's because people were made to kiss yeah the aliens were were forcing them to to be their playthings so i was listening to another podcast um called nancy i don't know if you've heard it but it focuses a lot on queer culture and um they were talking i was listening to some of the older episodes and they were talking about the revival of will and grace i don't know if did you ever watch will and grace Mm -mm, during my media blackout years so um on Will and Grace is one of, I believe it was the first same-sex kiss in primetime television. But it comes about as kind of a meta commentary because um, Will and Jack, so they're just friends. And um, there's going to be a show that's on in the universe of, of um, Will and Grace that has a same-sex kiss. But for some reason, the same-sex kiss gets cut. So they go to, like, um, the Today Show. I don't know if you're familiar with the Today Show. Outside I, of- I've heard of it. But there's always people outside the studio who are, like, holding signs to try to get on TV and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like, woo, happy birthday, Mom, and reunite families now. Yeah, they say really important stuff, like, like um, happy birthday, Mom. Um, so Will and Jack go down to the audience, and they are um, on... TV and they um, are basically upset that the same-sex kiss was not aired um, I believe the night before and so they kiss right then and there while live television is happening and a lot of people are critical of that being like the first same-sex kiss because it wasn't done in a romantic context it was done just to like prove a point and um, a lot of people critique that because it would have been more um, impactful to show it happening out of like you know a mutual desire for another person and you know showing that like people who are in same-sex couples are not entirely gonna have to kiss other people of the same sex just to be political about it but because they're actually like romantically interested in one another so that's what your Star Trek story reminded me of it would have been so much more I think impactful if it had been something they wanted you know well they also i think the director somebody the network was trying to get that scene cut they did not want that to air because Mm -hmm. of the this was in the 60s um and they did a bunch of different takes and on the last take that would have been decent uh william shatner crossed his eyes so they couldn't use it so they, they had to use footage of them actually kissing. Huh. 
Well, I guess I'm in saying it. What I guess I'm saying is consent is important. Yes. That people should not kiss people that they don't want to kiss and they shouldn't be made to do so by the other party or by a third party. Yeah, nobody's arguing with you. Yeah, I'm just making it clear how I how I stand in case I ever run for office. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anything else to say on this one? Uh, no. I I really enjoy how uncomfortable everything was. Yeah. I don't know that I enjoy how uncomfortable it was, but I do feel like the ch- they made the choice to make it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an unintentional consequence. Delightful. Sure. Okay. The last episode we have is season two, episode six, Slow Love, which is um, another episode full of romance. Tons of weird gross romance uh-huh um all consensual yes and it's about finding the right mate for you and not trying to be something you're not i think ultimately so well, and there it's just a misunderstanding yes so um what is the slug's name uh like balthazar or no it's like um, it's, i don't know it's a two-syllable name Whatever. Anyway, he bursts into Finn and Jake's house and he spurts his slug juice everywhere because he's sad because he can't find a partner. And apparently the sadness that it, that has created made him destroy property. Yep. Um, and he heard that Finn and Jake are heroes. Maybe they'll help him. So um, he uh, is so large that he basically... Um, wears part of their house on his back and it looks as if he is a snail um and Finn and Jake are trying to help him um court ladies and they're trying all these different techniques like approaching um ladies directly and he kind of um misinterprets their instructions and makes really awkward conversation like oh you smell good and like cupcakes and she's just very upset and off put by that yeah uh so jake instructs him to like they're doing a role play where oh yes jake's saying how to talk to lady snails he's like girl you smell good do you bathe in cupcakes and rainbows and they find another another giant snail wearing a really fetching straw hat and he tries it out and he says like you smell good. Can I smell you? So she says, oh, okay. And he starts sniffing her. And he just goes, ugh, cupcakes. Did you take a bath? <laughs> and she just backs like, like a snail moves, but moves backwards and says, don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> Um, and then they, uh, give him a couple swords to have him do this enticing dance. And, um, all these ladies show up and he's like, he's beatboxing and swinging the swords around. He's like bumping and grinding and it's breaking their house even further. He's been jacking up their house and it's just getting worse. Um, and it's kind of nasty how they, the ladies are all like, butting up against him uh-huh and there's slime oh there is slime um and then i forget how it gets revealed that he's not a snail he's a slug yeah but it happens uh-huh he's a slug and then one of the other lady snails like oh i'm a slug too this shell's made of candy and it's just a big peppermint oh it's because he won't stop he won't stop dancing and it's busting up their house so um, I believe, is it Finn who blows a single grain of salt at him? Uh, maybe. It could, could be, be Jake. Jake. Um, and it like blisters up his face and he's like drawn back to reality. And anyway, he's he's got like this huge massive lesion on his face while he's having this conversation with the other lady who it's she takes the peppermint off of her back and it's clear that she's also a slug. Yeah. And then they make out while 
Finn and Jake rebuild their treehouse. Because they have to do it right next to their house, apparently. The, the slugs have to make out right next to the house. Bimo is not a fully fleshed out character quite yet, but it is funny how, like, when Jake tells him to turn the volume down, Bimo's little robot, his face turns into the volume icon and it goes up, up, up. Yes. I I do know that Bimo becomes more of a thing um, in the future. I'm not sure to what extent, but it was kind of charming to have his, like, presence in this show, in this episode. Bimo becomes like surreal man. Okay. Surreal. Um, he uh, he ends up like watching the slugs making out, like a little pervert. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's the episode. Yep. Um, this one was a little less disturbing than the previous one. Lots um, of action. Yep. Kind of fun. Finn and Jake being helpful despite their house getting totally wrecked in the process. Yeah. And I think this kind of heralds moving toward the end of them doing those little like, what time is it? Lady time. Which I'm glad about. I still like those. I'm glad you like them. Uh, so I was looking ahead, clicking through the seasons, and some really fun ones are coming up. Uh, when we record next, we will have tree trunks back. Oh, remember tree trunks? I remember little elephant with her hot buns. Mm hmm. She ate an apple and exploded. And as far as you knew, she died. Yeah, that's true. Okay, interesting to see how she gets brought back in. There might be any continuity issues or whatever. Nope. Nope. Uh, And then episode after that, there's an episode called The Other Tarts. That is one of my go-to rewatch episodes. We're starting to get into my go-to rewatch episodes. Okay. A few weeks later, we've got The Pods. One of my go-to rewatch episodes. Death and Bloom, Susan Strong, Mystery Train, Go With Me. Uh, Mortal Folly. Oh, man. Oh, things get, things heat up like sick, like crazy at the end of this season. Well, in Sex and the City, you meet Steve, so buckle up. Yeah, well, in Adventure Time, you meet the Lich. Sure. The witch is scary. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yep. It's nice to know that one of the shows that we're watching is really going to develop. The other one will too. I guarantee by the end of all of this, there's going to be a moment you like in this show. You said it gets worse. You said it gets more and more problematic. It does. But there's goss. I, at some point, I think that you're probably going to become invested in at least one of the characters' storylines. It's been over a whole season. Yep, well, I didn't say when it was going to be. And there's still only basically those four characters. Adventure Time gets so big. There will be more characters. There will be more. There will be more. Yeah, and one of them is Steve, and apparently he sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so looking forward to some of these. The pods. I can't wait to watch the pods. Well, we're going to get there because we're doing this until we die. I know. <laughs> it's never going to end. Oh, why can't we just watch the good show? Because we don't have a lot to say about that either when it's just a fine episode. Yeah, because it's fun. Well, fine. Whatever. We'll get there eventually and it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and then the next... Yeah. I mean, within the next three weeks, you'll... Ooh, will get a little bit bigger for you. Okay. Shall we do shout-outs? I guess we should. Yeah. These, these, these people are getting used to hearing their names. 
We will read the list now. Taylor, Emily, Emily. Lisa, Kristen, Kate, Will, Sam, That's it. I think that's it. Um, I do know someone has listened that doesn't want you to know that they've listened. What? God, is it my dad? You know I don't talk to him. I can't say anymore. (laughs) But it is somebody that we both know because we both know all the same people. Yep. Basically, without, without exception. Um, pop culture. Is it Jeff? Oh, Jeff. We should have him on. I miss him. He, um, he, he, um, I told him that you missed him and he asked me how you were doing and I explained what's going on and he felt real bad. Um, because we all agreed that even in the customer service work you were doing before, there was only so many hours you were exposed to a customer before they just straight up canceled. It's true. <laughs> and then they would just be gone forever. Yep. Yep. This is just, just keeps happening. It will end eventually. It goes out of its way to happen. It's going to end. I promise. That's what they say. Well, we're going to try. Yes, we'll try. And if not, it's a big institution. But Jeff, um, Jeff, I'm sure misses you as well. He didn't say that he misses me. I think he was super distracted because there were like 20 children in his house. Did he give me my comic books back? Oh, yeah. They're in my car. So I'll give them to you. Is Hawkeye in there? Yes. Good. You should read Hawkeye. It's really good. Well, let's let's go to pop culture. Okay. Pop culture. I think uh, Kelly should read the Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and I think David Asia. I was going to say, I've basically just been watching Mad Men, so I was going to um, I remembered after Jeff gave me back your comic books that I read um, Sex Criminals which um, I was ferrying back to you from Jeff and since I had them I decided to read them and I enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, Sex Criminals is real fun. And who's that by? That is... Also by Matt, Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. So I'll probably like Hawkeye then. Hawkeye is Fraction. Um, mm-hmm. But everything he touches is gold. He's married to Kelly Sue DeConnick of Bitch Planet fame. Oh. And I read some of that too. Um, at your insistence. So good. I'm still not super into graphic novels. And I'm not going to fake that I am to try to please you. But um, I have found some enjoyment in reading some of them yeah because there could most some of them not all not all of them no but you know they're fun so that's my pop culture is sex criminals it's great to sum up the the plot these folks freeze time when they uh have an orgasm and they take advantage of that frozen time yeah they rub banks yep for a good cause. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, it's super fun and it's very creative. Um, very um, unique yeah. idea. I really like their uh, their take on asexuality. I'm trying to remember. It's the character who uh, is kind of non-binary and jumps off things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Anyway, it's great. Yeah. Everyone should read it. And if it's... you don't like it, that's fine, but I think you should give it a try. Yeah. Um, huh, I should go to books with pictures. Get more comic books. So is your pop culture really going to be Hawkeye? Yes. What's the premise of it? The premise is that Hawkeye is awesome and there's also girl Hawkeye. Do they freeze time with their orgasms? Uh, no. There's a, an inappropriate age difference. But, the, I mean, it's really cool. There are there are arcs where... So Hawkeye, canonically, is hard of hearing. 
uh, and he in the book suffers an injury that um, basically makes him almost entirely deaf again. And so they, there is an arc where it is from his perspective pretty much and while he is experiencing deafness. So there's a lot of speech bubbles that are kind of there's speech bubbles and maybe part of one word comes out. Uh, there's like sign language speech bubbles. Mm-hmm. So a lot more attention is paid to the art to set the tone and the pace. And it's not like a navel gazing arc. It's it's where stuff is really happening. That does sound cool. But that you sounds... kind of visually experience this as a person who has some deafness. Mm-hmm. And there's an issue that is from the perspective of Pizza Dog, with the dog. So mm-hmm. everything's drawn like very blue and green. And kind of like primary. Like the dog is being motivated by kind of primary forces to to go around. Hmm. Maybe I will read it before I give it back to you then. You should. It's really good. And it's been gone a long time. So it's not like we're missing it that badly. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else before we sign off for this this time? Nope. Just, you know, really looking forward to next time. Okay, well, as usual, you can catch us on Twitter at SextimePod. No one does except Taylor, which we appreciate. Um, but you can, and I'll reply to things. But if anybody else wanted to interact with us, we would entertain it. Yeah. Interact with us, devils. <laughs> Offer still stands. I'll write you a poem. I'm not guaranteeing quality, but I'll guarantee that it happens. Um. And that's, I guess, all for this week. And we will see you next time on Sex Time. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Bye. All right. Next time.